Security challenges, defense leaders gather in Aspen to discuss the way forward. Surviving the storm, airmen recount their harrowing ordeal with Typhoon Naguri. Belvoir Babies, a hospital gets recognition for helping healthy starts. Welcome to DoD News Now, I'm Petty Officer Lori Bent. U.S. defense security and diplomatic leaders are gathering in Aspen, Colorado for the annual Aspen Institute Security Forum. Army Chief of Staff General Ray Odierno discussed yesterday the Army's role in defending the nation against today's security and fiscal challenges. The Army, for example, was going to be a 490,000-man person Army. And we believe that that size and the capabilities that comes with that would allow us to execute that strategy. Well, since then, we've had some things come in the way, such as sequestration. And so we know now that as a minimum, we're going to go down, the Army will probably go down to somewhere between 440 and 450,000 based on the current budget that we've been given. What we don't know is what's going to happen after 16. And if it goes to full sequestration, we're going to go to 420,000. And I've been very clear that at 420,000, we cannot execute the current strategy. Here's a look at today's schedule at 1100 Eastern. Michael Vickers, Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, will talk about U.S. counterterrorism strategy. Then at 1930 Eastern, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Martin Dempsey, takes a closer look at the military instrument of power. When Typhoon Naguri hit the island of Okinawa in July, it temporarily shut down operations at Kadena Air Base. Strong winds, gusts and rain flooded parts of Kadena, forcing some airmen to scramble to safety, all while making sure they left no man behind. Senior Airman Tyler Prince has their story. Typhoons on Okinawa come and go as they please. They uproot trees, throw dumpsters and cause flooding. Business as usual for airmen on Kadena Air Base. Or at least that's what Airman Brandon Miles and Roderick Jones thought. Me and AOC Jones, we were posted together in the munitions gate, and we had slowly noticed that the, there was flooding slowly moving up towards that gate, but it was slowly moving up. Um, we heard gushing water coming from behind us. Water was rushing in from both sides of the guard shack, and they could see it coming from in front of them. But by the time they heard it rushing from behind them, it was already too late. They were trapped. Um, we notified the desk and uh, they dispatched someone out there, but they couldn't get to us. You know, we were running out of time. The roads were flooded, the access routes to our location were flooded, and we became increasingly isolated by rising waters and floods. By the time they reached this gate, the water was already chest high, and they had to jump over this fence and cut this lock so they could swim over to the guard shack where the water was already above the door. As we were doing this, the firefighters that had arrived on scene were actually getting equipment out of the fire truck. Tools like sledgehammers and axes. Unfortunately, tools like these aren't meant for cutting through concrete. And then the cavalry came in the form of a K-12 saw. And then I thought, all right, well, this will work. We'll cut through the concrete. We'll cut through the rebar. No big deal. That's what the saw is designed for. But then as the saw broke and the guys went back to swinging axes, I knew that this was going to take an extraordinary effort to be successful. But regardless of the obstacles, there was only one thing on everyone's mind. That there was absolutely nothing going to stop me from getting to my airmen. And get to them they did. They were able to create a hole just big enough to get both Airman Miles and Airman Jones out. 
and just in time too. When we pulled Airman uh, Jones out, he was the last one out, he said his nose was touching the concrete roof of the building to get that last few inches of air out of the room. Both airmen are incredibly thankful for the rescue and for their company. It's kind of ironic that me and him were posted together at the same time, because we rarely get posted together, but if I hadn't been going through it with him, I don't know if I would have lived. Reporting from Kadena Air Base, I'm Senior Airman Tyler Prince. Fort Belvoir Community Hospital has received the Baby Friendly Hospital Initiative Accreditation. The BFHI is a four-step hospital-wide performance improvement process aimed at giving mothers and families the tools to be successful at initiating and maintaining breastfeeding within moments of delivery and up until, ideally, two years postpartum. Baby Friendly USA is part of an international group that works with hospitals globally so this designation puts Belvoir Hospital on the international map. Coming up today on DoD News at 0930 Eastern, watch the House Committee on Veterans Affairs receive testimony on Restoring Trust, the view of the Acting Secretary and the Veterans Community. Acting VA Secretary Sloan Gibson is scheduled to testify. Then at 1930 Eastern, watch General Martin Dempsey, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, speak on bringing into balance the military instrument of power at the Aspen Security Conference in Aspen, Colorado. And be sure to check out the DoD Facebook page on tips about how to turn family time into fitness time. Watch for us also on Twitter. I'm Petty Officer Lori Bent. Keep it right here for the latest in DoD News. <laughs>